So finances are very important, and the importance of finances can be helpful to know at a young age, and that's where Intuit comes into play. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. That's Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Come on, Bobby. Welcome to Friday Show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. We got a big one, Dan and Shay, coming up, but let's go around the room and what we do on Fridays. Eddie, give me your favorite story that you found this morning. Ooh, so there's a company that got 700,000 scans of the Titanic last summer, and they've created the best renderings of the sunken ship that have ever, ever been made. I saw a version of this, and that boat sucks. It's so Titanic? Yeah, yeah, it's not that Titanic at all. I mean, I guess back then... It was the biggest yeah, back then. Back now then, it's tiny, yeah. Yeah, now it's like a fishing boat. Yeah, it's crazy. And they're letting people, like, go on it. I mean, I would go stand on it to see, but I don't want to get on the water in this small boat. What's crazy, though, is that I thought that they knew everything that happened out there, like, from just research, but apparently they haven't. So these scans are going to help, like, find out exactly where it got hit, how deep it is. A lot like, of conspiracy theories about the Titanic, too. Like what? Well, like, reasons... What, Amy? Okay. Why do you look at me like that? Yeah. I don't know if I believe them. There are just no records to prove that it wasn't intentionally sunk. I'm not sunk. looking at you like you're wrong. You gave me one of those side No, no, no. I'm not Mr. Conspiracy. Okay. Now, do I think there could possibly be aliens? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not Mr. Conspiracy. But that's not a conspiracy. Yeah. Even the government says that. I'm just saying there's not not aliens. And also, there's a lot of Titanic conspiracies, mostly because there was some monetary value for certain people if the boat sank. Mm-hmm. Or, or the movie. Or some people on the boat that they didn't want to Ugh, see alive. That's, that's crazy, man. And also the Titanic today does not look Titanic. It's, it's tiny. Small. Yeah. So are they giving people like rides on that thing? Or is it just to research? No, no, it's just for research. Like you, it's dude, it's three miles down there. Like no, 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 no. The, the, the fake one that they've created. Oh, I don't know. No, that one. No, 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 no. That's not that's not what this Lots is. Lots of conspiracies. <laughs> Mike, will you look up a couple of those conspiracies? I'll come over to you in a second if you find a good one. If it ain't good, I'll just ignore we ever had this part of the talk. <laughs> All right, let's go over and talk to Lunchbox. Lunchbox, what's up, buddy? Hey, give us a Oh, man, listen. I understand being a good Samaritan. There's this guy in Florida. He's driving down the highway, and there's a turtle in the road. <laughs> so he's like, oh, got to help the turtle get across the road. So he stops in the middle of the highway, parks his truck, gets out, and causes a chain reaction pileup of cars. Oh, for boom, turtle. boom, boom. Hilarious. And there's a semi oh. that comes flying and is ping-ponging off cars, goes into oh. oncoming traffic to avoid hitting anybody. That's not funny. That is not funny. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of collateral damage to save that turtle. 
But how about the car, the image of the turtle still like walking while all that's going around? <laughs> like it's great. The video's incredible. <laughs> like not even understanding. Right, right, right. Like, Just what's, walking. What's the fuss? <laughs> Hilarious. I'm just. That sucks. That guy's trying to do something good, and now he's caused all that damage. <laughs> all right, Amy, coming over to you. Okay, so I saw that McDonald's had this whole video go viral because, you know, on the lid, you can press down Diet Coke, Coke, whatever, so you know this is who it belongs to. I have to do this with my kids because, like, this is your drink. That's your drink. Well, if you press down the wrong one, on the plastic lid, there's these little teeny tiny plastic things that are raised around, and I thought they were just always there for decoration. But, no, if you press down on the little rectangle... It, it sends pops. it back up? It sends it back up, and then you can press down the appropriate one. Mind blown. I had no idea that that's what the little rectangle things were. I haven't got a drink at McDonald's well, it long, be in a long time. It can be I've in, got food, but not lid. a drink. Yeah, but they're the only ones I think about with those lids like that. Oh, no. Where you push it down, diet. I think all of them they have, have them. It for the most part. Yeah, I love soda so much. I don't allow myself soda. Yeah. So I don't get the, those cups anymore with well, the lids. Well, you probably don't have to get and Sonic lids. doesn't have them. No. Because if I'm going to get Sonic kind of work. You know we have to write a jingle for Sonic? I saw that. Oh. Not have to. They've asked us to. That's going to be cool. So we have to as in we, we've been forgetting to do it. But it's like a, they want a 15 second jingle. Sonic. That's it. Well, dun, 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 dun. As Jim Rome would say, rock it. <laughs> Save it. Uh, okay. Let's go over to me here. More than half of American pet owners say their pet is their soulmate. And they believe their pet knows them better than anyone else. A poll of 2,000 U.S. pet owners revealed that 53% believe their pet knows them better than anyone else, including their best friends, family members, and even their significant others. My animals, my dogs, they do not know me better than my wife. They know that when it's evening, when the sun is going down and I'm walking towards a certain room, it's time to eat. I also don't think there were soulmates. I think I love them, but I don't think I was perfectly matched. Stanley sleeps all day. <laughs> Like, if I were to match Stanley the Bulldog up, it would be the lunchbox. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> yes, and Eller would be probably matched with Amy. So, I don't think it's a soulmate. But I do love my dogs. Do you think your dog is your soulmate? No. Yeah. Maybe my cat, but... Not, okay. Not my dog. Here we go. <laughs> what? I love her. Don't you... Your cat scratch disease? You still have that? Do, do I have a disease Didn't for you my get cat? A, yeah, you, said, you said that. Your cat scratched no, you. No, she was pawing at me, trying to potentially tell me that I'm sick. <laughs> that is that. Our what version's mean? not as crazy as that one. <laughs> like I can understand scratching and you getting some little. Yeah. Your yeah. version is. Listen, nuts. you need to pay attention when your pets are doing something abnormal to you because cats have been known to detect things like cancer. They've been known. This is the occasional story where they get lucky. I feel. I do not think they're getting yeah, lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. But I went to the doctor and I'm totally fine. <laughs> Why are you laughing like that? I guess she was hungry. <laughs> hey, Mike, you see any conspiracy theories about the Titanic? I do. Most have been debunked. Well, I didn't say give me the debunked <laughs> ones. I said just give me some of them. One is that J.P. Morgan sank it to kill his competitors, so he put him on the ship. And <laughs> Ooh, that's not what you're talking I about. Told you. Is that one debunked? Yeah, that one is debunked. How do you debunk when people are dead and you don't know? I don't know. Exactly. Like J.P. Morgan was around back then? But Morgan and Morgan, we have them on sometimes. <laughs> That's a different, that's a different, different dude. dude. Yeah. There's survivors of... Yeah, but they don't, they're don't. they covering their tracks. What's another one? Some say the Titanic didn't sink at all. They switched it with a different ship called the Olympic. No, guys, I have footage. I just talked about that. Or is it? Footage? Well, that's what it is. It's, it's a recreation. No, it's renderings, like images. Exactly, but that's not a... Okay, and? And another one is the J.P. Morgan one that he did it to create some kind of Federal Reserve, so essentially get some money back. Uh, like burning your own yeah, business yeah. to get the insurance money or your house. Yeah. yeah. J.P. Morgan's not alive anymore. Wait. I thought they were still alive. 
But if he was around back then, there's no way. I didn't know it was him. Yeah, that's crazy. I just see the billboards for JP. Not Morgan and Morgan, but JP <laughs> Different. Morgan. Yeah. Time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I have a coworker who is obviously falling for another coworker, like obsessed. The only thing wrong is that she's married with a six-year-old child. I don't think her love interest is reciprocating, but he's definitely taking advantage of her by allowing her to do his work for him. Follow him around, make him food, boost his ego. It's uncomfortable to watch. I realize it's not my beans or my chili, but now her actions are starting to affect coworkers in the form of her manipulating situations so that her love interest benefits in many other capacities as well. She's been approached. She's denied the relationship, yet acted super flattered by the prospect of it. Do I just leave it alone? Boss knows about it, but it isn't the culture where the boss can really speak up. Should I create a burner account and let her know that her behavior is starting to get out of hand and she's going down a bad path? I'm curious what each of you would do about it. Thanks. Uh, definitely an interesting situation. Mm-hmm. A lot of details. Amy? Uh, probably just stay out of it. Yeah. I'm definitely not creating a burner account. I'm always up for a good burner. You are? Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of in this case, where though? this was probably rooted from me saying everything. I just get a burner. But go ahead. I just think that it's you, you said it in the email. It's not your chili. Although it would be hard to know, like, that guy's getting all this extra stuff and food. So burners. Food? Mm-hmm. All the things? A little burner. No, I'm yeah, saying out no. of it. Lunchbox? Sounds like she's jealous. This is what <laughs> happened to me when I worked at Randall's, the grocery store, when huh? I was 15. I would only sack, bag the groceries for Beatrice because she was like an 18-year-old hottie swimmer. And I was like, dang, this girl's digging my chili. And the other cashiers would be like, they'd go to the manager and be like, oh, he's, you know, she's manipulating him and only she he's only helping her. All the other ones were just jealous. This girl's jealous. Leave it alone. Find your own man. Was she manipulating you? No, she was into it. Did did you ever... (laughs) No. What happened? What if she was into it? Yeah, I don't know. But you said no, and then yeah, but you never answered the question. Where's Beatrice now? I don't know. She was from another country, and she drove a Toyota Tercel. Remember, it's red. Why didn't she give you a shot, though, if she was into it? I don't know. I don't know why we never went there. Good question. Did you ever get close? Yeah, we hung out a few times. What do you mean hung out? (laughs) At work? I went and got lunch. Just you and her? Yeah. Like in the break room or where? No, no. We rode in her Toyota Tercel. <laughs> yeah. Why do you call it that? Tercel. That's what it was. That's what it was. A what? Toyota Tercel. Tur- Tercel. 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 Okay, Eddie, go ahead. No, man. It's not. I mean, yeah, right. you're on chili. But here's the thing. Everyone already knows about this. Like, so what are you going to say? Everyone knows what's going on here. This is her deal. Leave it alone. Yeah, leave it alone. It's just... It's just not your business. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows. It's going to suck for her when it all finally comes crashing down and she's sad. And But just it's not yours. Stay out the chili. Get a Twitter tercel. <laughs> a tercel. A tercel. <laughs> all right, that's the mailbag. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Jason L. Dean. He's on with us right now. He's got a brand new song out today. We're world premiering this sucker. All right, it's called Try That in a Small Town. Jason, when you heard this song, what made you go, that song's for me? Man, you know, I think for me, I just, uh, I heard this song, and um, it just kind of, I don't know, it kind of explained to me, like, what's going on in the world, you know? I mean, it, it resonated with me, I guess is a better word, because of what's going on in the world, but it's like every day you turn on the news and you see something else crazy that's happening or or 
some heartbreaking story. And, and this is just kind of a song that talks about, you know, that you wouldn't get away with that stuff in a small town. It's just a different different mindset and different kind of values in, in small town America that I wish everybody else would kind of adopt and it would probably help some of the things that are going on in the world. And so uh, it's basically like, hey, try that in a small town. You're not going to get away with it for very long. You know, in a small town for me, we grew up, we unlocked a single door. And you know what? Everybody had a shotgun, too, just in case you decided to push on that door that wasn't locked. But you know what? <laughs> exactly. Nobody ever nobody ever bothered folks. You know, growing up in a small town. Exactly. Uh, I, I got beat up a lot in a small town, though, so I didn't like that very much. Yeah. Uh, Jason Aldean's on with us. Hey, how many songs do you listen to before you, you know, decide to go cut your record? It's a lot. Maybe, uh, I mean, I would say probably 100, maybe, and, and then you kind of narrow it down to... 20 and then you kind of narrow the 20 down to 12 or 15 that are going to be on the album and so it's it's a pretty long process but i actually enjoy that part of it and finding new songs and cool things that uh, you know i get excited to go in and cut so i actually enjoy that process it's time for the good news with producer eddie for months, there was a German shepherd roaming around the streets of Detroit. People were seeing it, but really couldn't get close to it because she was kind of skittish. Well, they found out the backstory. The German shepherd's name is Nikki, and Nikki was always carrying around a little stuffed animal. Well, Nikki's owner died like months ago, and I guess Nikki just got out of the house looking for food and never came back. Well, thanks to a bunch of organizations in town, got together, said, hey, we can get Nikki, get her some help, find her a home. So they did. Five organizations got together. They, she's in a foster home right now. She has heartworm, which I didn't know dogs got heartworm. I thought, oh, yeah. I thought to put a, many a dog in heartworm treatment. Really? Preventative and also, though, I think I had a dog with heartworms once. I thought that was just something the vet just said, like, yeah, we need a hot heartworm shot. So they could sell you <laughs> shots? Yeah. yeah. I would imagine if you're living on the street and you're eating whatever you can get, you probably have every kind of worm. <laughs> So after months of being homeless, Nikki has four weeks of treatment, and then she's looking for a permanent home. Anyone's in- interested? What sucked about the heartworms? You got to keep them in a kennel. I remember him back. Really, the dogs that we had. Yeah, you got to keep them locked in because I think it's also kind of contagious oh, to other dogs. Oof, that's some rough times. Thanks yeah. for bringing that up. You triggered a little moment there. <laughs> Sorry, but dude. that's awesome that they got this dog. It sucks that the owner died. I know. Is there nobody that knew the owner that went and grabbed the dog? I was like, yeah, did, have they gone to check on I, the... I think the owner was dead for a few days. Did they know the owner's dead? That's I mean, how they <laughs> found out the owner yeah. was dead, maybe? <laughs> like, well, there's Nikki. Hey. <laughs> Love it. The moral of the story is... You can see a dog walking around for a long time. Yeah, yeah call someone. Call, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, great story. We're all rooting for Nikki. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Oh. Time for everyone's favorite easy trivia game. Easy trivia. <laughs> Let's go. The questions are so easy. Eddie, who's the audio producer of the Bobby Bone Show? That's uh, Raymundo. Correct. Morgan, in what city is the Bobby Bone Show based? It's based in Nashville. Correct. Amy, what's the name of the show's phone screener who filters calls from listeners before they go on the air? Abby. That's correct. Abby, what's the name of the segment about positive news stories? Tell me something good. Good. That one's so easy. That's okay. so, so easy. No one was going to go home there. So the questions won't be as us-centric, but you get it right, you stay in the game. You miss it, you get this. You've been booed. Eddie's won one way from the championship. I've been one way. He's when been one way for... Ugh. Amy's got three points. Morgan's got one. Abby, we're glad that you're here watching. <laughs> She's hey, got... don't I have one? Oh, she has one. Oh, there's... oh, it says zero on my sheet. Abby's away. Okay, here we go. Hey. Category is country music. Ooh. Eddie, who is known for such hits as 
Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain, and On the Road Again. My favorite, Willie Nelson. Correct. Morgan, who is known for such hits as Tennessee Whiskey and Broken Halos? Ooh, Chris Stapleton. Correct. Amy, who is known for hits I Will Always Love You and Jolene? Dolly Parton. Correct. Abby, who is known for the hits Live Like You Were Dying and Don't Take the Girl? That's Tim McGraw. Correct. Good job, everybody's in. Let's go. Let's go next round. The category is Inventors. This is pretty hard for an early category. I'll be honest with you. Eddie, who invented the telephone? Alexander Graham Bell. Good job. Morgan, who is credited with inventing the light bulb? A really good question. A light bulb. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thomas Edison. Correct. Amy, the airplane. The Wright Brothers. Correct. What company invented the iPhone? Abby? (laughs) The iPhone. What company invented the iPhone? Yeah. Apple. Correct. (laughs) No, it wasn't. It's easy easy to be. The category is food origins. Ooh, I like food. Eddie, what country did pizza originate from? See, I feel like that's a trick question, but I'm going to stay with Italy. Correct. Morgan, sushi. Ugh. Where did it originate from, I'm assuming? Oh. <laughs> Japan. Correct. Okay. Ooh, Amy, scared. croissants. France. Correct. Ooh. Abby, cheeseburgers and fried chicken. I'm going to go with America. Correct. Good job, everybody. Good Next category, USA. Disney main characters. Ooh. Miguel is the main character in what Disney Pixar movie, Eddie? Coco. Correct. Simba is the main character, Morgan, in what Disney movie? The Lion King. Correct. Amy Bell is the main character in what Disney movie? Beauty and the Beast. Correct. Abby, Ariel is the main character in what Disney movie? The Little Mermaid. Correct. Everybody's hanging around. Come on. Unbelievable. <laughs> Eddie, the category is sports. Yes. Mm. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is famous for what sport? Basketball. Correct. Morgan, what's the name of the most popular annual sporting event in the world measured by television viewership? I mean, I'm I'm just taking a guess here that it's the Super Bowl? Correct. Okay. The Masters is the name of the most prestigious tournament in what sport, Amy? Golf. Correct. Abby, Emmett Smith is famous for what sport? Dang it. What? Oh, I said dang it. Hold oh. on. Emmett Smith is famous um, for what sport? Emmett Smith. Uh, football. Correct. Wow. We're moving a little faster now, guys. National animals. Okay. Eddie, the kangaroo is a national animal of what country? Australia. Correct. Morgan, the bald eagle is a national animal of what country? America. Correct. Amy, the panda is a national animal of what country? China. Correct. The beaver is the national anthem of what country, Abby? Uh, Canada. Wow, correct. You Whoa, knew that? how do you know that? <laughs> wow. It came to me. Wow. Impressive. She's like, iPhone, iPhone. The oh. category is around the globe. Here <laughs> we go. On. Eddie, what language do they speak in Brazil? Portuguese. Wow. <laughs> Come on. What? Come on. What? Wow, good job. Thank you, thank you. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, Morgan, what continent is the Sahara Desert in? Oh, gosh. Crap. What is this category? Around the globe. Okay. In an answer, Morgan. Three seconds. Uh, Africa. Correct. Ah! <laughs> Amy, what is the largest country in the world by land area? 
Okay, uh, the largest country in the world? China! Incorrect. You've been booed. Australia? What is that? No, by land area? Russia. Russia. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> Amy is out. Okay. Abby, what country is known for the Great Wall and the Forbidden City? Country. China. Correct. Wow. We're going to math, Let's guys. Let's go. Oh, math? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Here we what go. What is the term for an angle greater than 90 degrees but less than 180 degrees? Eddie. One more time. An angle that is greater than 90 degrees but less than 180. Acute. Incorrect. No! It's the opposite of that. No, a butte. A butte. Obtuse. No, no. Um, Morgan. Let's go. You or Abby have to get one right, and, oh. you, and you will win. Okay. Oh my goodness. Morgan, what comes after a trillion? Oh, there's a million, trillion, trillion. I feel like I make up words, and I think I'm going to say I made up word here. Me too, like a gillion. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I make them yeah, up. The same crap, yeah. Whoa, 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 don't give me the answer. So a billion. It ain't a gillion, Eddie, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> you, can you repeat the question one more yeah. time? What comes after a trillion? A bajillion? <laughs> I know I can't do that one. A bajillion. <laughs> what is it? I mean, a gillion's stupid too, so. Is it gazillion? Gazillion? No, it's a quadrillion. See, uh, we all make up the word. Quadrillion. Yeah, yeah. Abby. Oh. Uh-huh. For the win. This, oh, my goodness. What's the acronym for the correct sequence of steps to follow when using the order of operations for a math expression? You want me to just say it? Yeah. PEMDAS? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Is she secretly a genius? Hey, I mean, I got what? Parentheses, exponents, multiplication, division, addition, and subtraction in that order. Yeah, what grade do you remember that from? Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know that I'm blown away that she went uh, apple, but then she (laughs) did PEMDAS. What on earth? Great job, Abby. And now Abby has two wins. Wow. is our winner. I'm blown away. Like she's awesome. so smart. That's crazy. Yeah, sure enough, Pindus. There you go. Sure, <laughs> yeah, sure enough. Yeah. <laughs> Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from zero to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach zero Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. 
So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Here's a voicemail from Wesley in Maryland. Morning, studio. I have a morning corny for Amy, but this one goes out to Eddie. There was once a Mexican magician that said he was going to disappear on the count of three. He went uno, dos, poof. And he was gone without a trace. <laughs> That's funny. I'll take it. I love it. it. It's a little risky at first. Nah, nah, I like it. So at first, he's like, it's, all right, hey, I'm a white kid. I'm going to tell a joke about a Mexican. And I'm like, be careful. Yeah. That's hilarious. But uno dos without a trace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That's good. That's funny. That's good. I wonder what terrible, like terribly racist or sexist jokes are told on our line that I never hear. Ooh. I guess Scuba deletes them all before I get to them. Should we do a segment with those? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Cornies <laughs> that aren't woke. Uh, let's go to Robin in Florida. I teach at Old Town Elementary, and I just wanted to let you know that for the second year in a row, our first grade kids are singing your song, When I Grow Up, by the Raging Idiots, because they just absolutely love the song. We will be singing it again for the second year in a row for our end of the year award ceremony. Thank you for sharing that. We appreciate that. And Eddie and I did a kids record called The Raging Kidiots. And the biggest song from it was actually a number one kid's song called When I Grow Up. Here you go. When I grow up, yeah, what a jam. What a jam. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So people were asked, what do you do on Fridays to make Mondays easier? And they shared some of their responses. And then I'm going to read them. And I'm curious if you do anything to set yourself up for a good weekend. No, I l- Wait, for a weekend or for Monday? You I- can relax on the weekend. So I don't relax Monday any day ever. Is- and I like Mondays. None? No, because Monday's a new start. It's, a fr- the, it's blank. You get to do whatever you want right. with the whole week. So you I- sound excited. I love a Monday. Oh. All right. Well, this is not for you. Okay. Uh, they say someone said that they do laundry and wash their sheets so they can have Friday fresh sheets, and then they go into bed after work after the weekend, and they just sleep better. Yeah, lamest hashtag ever. Friday fresh sheets. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, someone said I wrap up my work day writing out a checklist for Monday. I close out all of my browser tabs so that I can check out mentally for the weekend, and Monday is set up for me. That I understand, but that's doing a lot of work. In order to not have to do work. Because they don't want to work on a Saturday or yeah. Sunday. Yeah, I totally get that. I live my life Lucky Charm style. Meaning I eat all the oats first and then I enjoy the marshmallows. My problem is, in this metaphor, I eat all the oats and there are all these marshmallows. And I'm like, let me eat another bowl of just oats and I'll combine those two things of marshmallows. And then I never really get to the marshmallows. <laughs> so it feels a little bit like that. But they're eating their oats and their marshmallows. Here's one you maybe can relate to. I take my pants off as soon as I get home because I won't need them again until Monday. Yeah, I mean, I... Take my clothes. As soon as I get up from work, I take my clothes off. Just drop them on the floor in a pile sometimes. But 
Most of that's so I can be more agile for more work when I'm at home. <laughs> yeah. All right, what else? Uh, the Bachelor is debuting a new series this fall called The Golden Bachelor. And it's basically The Bachelor, but for senior citizens. And it, whoever's joining in, I don't know if it, the, the guy's going to look for a partner for his sunset years. I and demand they be shirtless again, the dudes. It should be just it, like The Bachelor. The pool, you're in the same swimsuits. They should be making it. There should be no changes just because they're older. Right. Well, he's likely getting a second chance of love. No, no I hear you. I just want him. I want the dude shirtless. Well, you want to see that? Yeah. Okay. I don't think we should. We should not allow them to be themselves. It should be just like the Young Bachelor. Huh. We should not discriminate because of age. I want to see it just like it were when they do the Young version of it. Okay. okay. I mean, I'm sure it'll be similar. Martha Stewart, 83, on the front of Sports Illustrated. That's right. Good point. That's right. Uh, that's. She looks good. I, too. I was talking to the the guys. Well guy and woman from the war and treaty it's a husband and wife and she was like he asked for his hall pass to be martha stewart what he really did because he saw her on the front he's like she, he likes older women <laughs> do you have a hall pass no i don't need one my wife's my hall pass dude good answer <laughs> i mean a, okay fine a senior citizen hall pass <laughs> nope like is there anybody older that you're very attracted to marcia brady in the 70s Okay. No, 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 no. no, no. Not how she I'm not answering old the now. question. Okay. Can you not tell him? I'm, I'm like Duke Jiving. You know, no. Barbara Walters what? or no? What's wrong? Betty White. She's dead. I know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what on earth? What's your next story? You're getting weirder. <laughs> Reva McIntyre. She's replacing Blake Shelton on The Voice, but she had to keep it a secret from him the entire time, and it was killing her because she said she is just not a good liar. She doesn't. She was. She was taught not to lie, and she teaches her kids not to lie. But she had to lie to Blake because apparently they told her Blake cannot keep a secret. Whatever oh, you do, why. I was going to say there's no way that that she lied to him. But if they felt like they couldn't tell, like it's like telling funny. lunchbox something. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you know he's going to say something. Yeah, but apparently Blake would hit her up and be like, so you're going to do it? Let me know. Like, tell me. And she said she would just have to lie, and it was killing her. But yeah, he he apparently can't keep a secret. <laughs> I believe it. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. This 43-year-old dude in Michigan logs on to the internet and goes, man, you know, I'm going to check my email. do 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 And he has an email that says, Hey, congratulations, you won $100,000 in the lottery. And he's like, ha, this has to be scam alert, yeah, scam alert. Scam alert. Yeah. And so he's like, I ain't, I ain't calling this number, whatever. A couple days goes by, he looks back at the email says, man, what if I really won $100,000? Oh, don't do that. Ah, you're going to get scammed, buddy. You're going to scammed. So he called the number. And he won $100,000 in what? the lottery. I would never it's believe crazy. that. I would never call it. Wow. Obviously, he couldn't stop thinking about it. Right. Two, two days later, he's like, you know that number. Oh, it's just itching. I need to call it. And so what he did is when you, you buy a lottery ticket, you can fill out the second chance lottery if you lose. Oh, that's what it was. And they enter you in a drawing, and that's what it is. And they email you. Like, why would they email you? No one's going to think that's real. Like, come to my house with a check or something. Maybe. It's not Publishers Clearinghouse. <laughs> yeah. But maybe the move is... You do that, you email them, you don't get a response, and that money then goes to whatever the program is. Oh, oh so they and maybe don't it's want a you to strategy. Interesting. I don't really know. I never fill that out, and I never would believe that. And I never would call them back because I know I'd be getting scammed pretty soon. But he got the money, huh? He got the $100,000. He said, man, it's just a crazy feeling. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but it is awesome. Do you fill out the back? Oh, yeah. You scan it, you got the app. If you got the lottery app. Oh. Yeah, you go to the Tennessee lottery app. The guy app. can't work an app or a phone or set up anything technical, and all of a sudden he's an expert in an uh -huh. app. Yeah. Yeah, right here, Tennessee lottery. Right here, Tennessee lottery app. Boop, yeah. boop. Wow. You just scan it. 
But half the time it says, oh, that's not a valid ticket. I'm like, yes, it is. I bought the ticket. It is so annoying. So the app kind of needs some work. Well, let's talk about the good things here. That good thing is that one of these days I'm going to be this guy. Get that $100,000. The good thing is the guy got the $100,000. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. good thing. All right. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Oh. This mom used air tags to track her kids. And she talked about it on TikTok. I want to play this clip for you. I saw a TikTok about a mom who puts Apple Air tags and bracelets on her kids, and I thought it was the coolest thing. You can find them on Amazon, and you can track them and make a beeping noise, and you can train your kids to come when they hear the beeping noise. Watch this. Beep for us. Beep for us. What did you need? So if they're wearing the bracelet, you can do the Find My version on the phone, and you can beep it so you can find it, and then... If it beeps, your kids will come to you. So it's two things. One, tracking your kids. Two, they hear a beep, they got to come to you. Well, Thoughts, Amy? I mean, these these kids sound young, so I don't see how it's... All ages. Do, okay. Like you guys. <laughs> here's what I'm thinking. I give you guys bracelets because no. we take breaks every once in a while and you guys mm-hmm. spatter all around the uh-huh. building and then beep, 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 you all come back. It's actually not a bad That's idea. It's actually not a bad exactly, idea. Exactly, because then we're not... We're, where's Lunchbox? Right. Right. I'm always huh. stressing when I'm over on the other side of the building and I'm like, am I supposed to be back yet? Yes. No, they come find well, me. Don't know. Most would, parents, if their kids have a phone, are tracking them anyway because they know where they're kid is because you're not tracking them but if you need to that's find still out tracking that, okay, them okay. but like a nine or ten year old eddie would you do this for your kids absolutely i like this a lot would you tell them or would you just tell them it's a cool bracelet <laughs> Ooh, no you'd have to tell them because then that would be the whole like when i buzz it you come to me oh no i just mean the tracking part no 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 you don't have to tell them anything uh-uh just track them so and then, then catch them in a lie that's it. Why do you get so excited is, about catching him? Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? Just got like, so happy. Where were you? I was at Jimmy's house. Really? You, I'm going to give you one more chance to tell me where you were. Because I know where you were. I was at Jimmy's house. And then you bust out the phone. No, you were. You screenshot the blue dot. <laughs> you were at Samantha's. Not at Jimmy's house. <laughs> exactly. So you would tell them it was just a beep beep feature that would tell them to come when you wanted them, but you wouldn't tell them it totally. was tracking them. Totally. I mean, I think kids get weirded out when you tell them you're tracking them. Well, yeah, anybody does, Eddie. Sure. There's like kids. So do women. That's it. That's all things. Lunchbox said so do so I think do women. kids get weirded out. <laughs> so do women. That's weird. Okay, let's go do the morning corny. Here we go. The morning corny. Why did the roofer go to the doctor? Why the roofer go to the doctor? He had shingles. That was the morning corny. I had shingles once. It's not a laughing matter. I hear that hurts. It, yeah, because it's like chicken pox reincarnated, basically. Do they itch, too? They burn and they itch at the same time. Mine did. I had mine on my ribs, down to almost top of my hip. Miserable. I know people have them in their eye. I had oh, it man. around my eye, and oh. we were in Vegas for iHeart Festival, and I had to go to the pharmacy and get whatever that herpes medication is like i had to go up to the little window and be like our doctor called in like valtrex for me or whatever and i'm in vegas like asking for my valtrex well that's a lot of people that's probably a lot of people's (laughs) i know pharmacy in vegas yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's for my eye yeah they don't care but okay (laughs) hey sure why are you winking at me Uh, it's a bobby bones show interview in case you didn't know dan and shay Grammy award-winning, ACM, all the number ones, their brothers, their cousins, their friends. The first two aren't true. (laughs) But they're massive, and here they are. The Friday Morning Conversation with Dan and Shay. Gentlemen, welcome back to the show. What's going on? Good to see you, dude. Good to see you, you? too. I'm doing pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Okay, we got a lot to talk about. Number one, 
the song's about to go number one here, You. So I want to talk about it first because I want to play it kind of right off the bat here. So I don't know. What, uh, there's this new thing with songs where everybody's naming them like really simple generic terms. Like there's a song called If. There's a song called From. There's a show called The. Whenever you name a song You, like that's a commitment to a pretty g- broad generic word. Do you worry about that at all or do you try to find something more specific in the title? Yeah, we've run out of good ideas. Yeah. You know, we've done we've done nothing like you, we've done other things and it's like why not just you? That's you a know great what I mean? point. I think uh, originally we were going to call the song You and Only You, but I think whenever I wrote it out I was like, "Uh, it's simpler to just go YOU, you." And uh yeah, man, it's like love songs, that kind of stuff never goes out of style. People are always going to be Looking for songs about love, heartbreak, life, and uh, it's one of those songs that was was special to us when we wrote it, and you know we put it out on the album. It wasn't the first single that came out on the album, but uh, it was the one that the fans raised their hands and said, "This is one of our favorites." We saw people. You know, I feel like this has kind of been the story of our career, seeing people. That that's how we choose singles. It's like you see people using the song in their wedding engagements. I, uh, promposals is now a thing. That wasn't a thing. Uh, that's how old I am. Back in the day when we were kids, there were not promposals, but kids go all out now. Um, and the song has been a part of a lot of promposals. So I like single. And- yeah, the, the, there's like the, uh, the melody of the hook is also like a Shea run at the same time. And that act, you know, there's some, there's some like strategy involved in the writing of that. You like that, that is what catches me to that song. Like that's the texture of it is in that hook. Shay, talk about the hook to that song and how hard it is to sing every single time. You know, it's a good idea to have all these cold melodies and high melodies until you have to sing them every night. <laughs> and I'm just like, why do we, why do we do that? What were we thinking? But, but I, I think it's interesting though talking about the one-word titles and things like that. And over time, we've realized, man, it's like when you try to come up with all these complicated words and you're trying to think of new words, it's like we have a language. We have one language that I can speak. I can only, I can barely speak one language. Uh, and I think it's important to not get too caught up in the all right, we got to think of a, a word that no one's ever thought of before. That's not going to happen. We know all the words are out there. And I think it's important to, you know, things like you're talking about, the stickiness of that chorus of like, all right, what makes me feel that emotion? How do I portray that? I don't need necessarily a new word. We need a new way of kind of expressing ourselves as humans. And this is a, a love song. This, this song is kind of like a speechless part two. You know, this is a speechless with that moment of our wives walking down the aisle and you know, that moment of the wedding night. And this is kind of a continuation of that. This is beyond, this is love every single day in those little moments. And uh, I just, I love it for that. And I feel like it has a lot of that stickiness as far as like you, you, and not a you. And I think that's very, very hooky, but the, yeah, it's got very much of a, uh, a speechless, I, I'm singing because I'm sitting down on my piano and I, I feel like I'm about to play a show right now. Can you hear Straight, your piano but, uh, or are you dialed into ears? I, I'm not dialed in. I don't know if you can hear. Yeah, hit it again. Yeah, through Zoom, it sounds like a cat, little Casio, like a, one of those kid pianos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But now we can we can tell that you're doing it. Top Thrill Two is like no other course. Two 420 foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from zero to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach zero Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity 
for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. The Friday morning conversation with Dan and Shay. Here they are. They have nine total number ones, about to about to be ten. Um, ask a question to you, Dan. I'll go with you. It's been ten years since you guys formed Dan and Shay, twenty thirteen. What what would you say is the defining moment for you guys as a duo? If you look back and you're like, this is the one, not that started it, but that really cemented it as we've got success and we're going to be here for a while. You know, recently, I, Shay and I are in just a whole new place, brand new outlook on our entire career. Next time, maybe when we come back to talk about the new music. It'll be a different story. We've had some amazing, amazing moments along our journey, you know, recently while we were making this album that is yet to be announced, yet to come out. <clears throat> but uh, in terms of stuff that's uh, that's been out there to the public, I would have to say when we won our first Grammy, maybe, or we performed on that Grammy Awards, we did Tequila. Um, that was a moment, you know, we'd had, you know, success up till then. We'd had two albums. We'd been grinding it out on the road, playing clubs, theaters, doing that thing. And that was kind of the moment where, I think our music was exposed to, to the masses, you know, obviously we'd had a few hits before that, but that was really the one that, I don't know, it was just something different about it. I mean, we stood on that stage at the Grammys, you've been there, it's like insanely nerve wracking. They, for some reason, put us out in the middle of the arena on the little circular disc. I guess that's like where they put new and up and coming performers, but still you're surrounded by Beyonce and Jay-Z and all these mega superstars and you're trying to sing your song. And you go on and you can hear your heart beating through the microphone. Uh, it's kind of kind of crazy. But that was that was a big moment for us. And that, I think, sent things into a new place. You know, that song kicked off the self-titled album. You know, from there we had Speechless and, you know, a couple other songs that I think were the things that sort of propelled us into arenas and, uh, and changed our world, man. But there have been so many great milestones. And it's crazy to say it's we've known you for 10 years, man. You guys were the first people to play our music on the radio. I remember uh, I remember getting a call, Nada texted us or called us and said, uh, we're going to be playing 19 you and me on the show. And we were out in Bellevue before Bellevue was Bellevue in Tennessee. And, uh, we went out and blew the speakers out of Shay's Jeep whenever you guys played that. So it's crazy to still be doing it, man. And grateful for all the support you guys have shown us along the way. And I've received 2% of all Dan and Shay since, which is great. Oh, I haven't wow. really talked about that, but it's been cool. It's a deal we made way early it's on. It's not yeah. much money. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Hey, Shay, let me ask you this. We talk about 10 years. Did your label or management throw you guys a big 10-year anniversary party? Because I asked this because we just did 10 years here, too. We didn't get jack crap. <laughs> so did anything happen for you guys being together 10 years and having success? 
You know, we did, we got this really, really special uh, reminder via text message that it had been 10 years. I was like, hey, just so you guys know, you've been together for 10 years. So, yeah, we knew that. We knew that. We've been talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no party. No party yet. Yeah, uh, We'll that. see. Maybe they're saving it. You for know what I mean? 11 years. I like to be optimistic. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, they're saving it for 11. Because 10 is just sober. You guys just did 10. So, like, that'd be pretty rude of us to do it right hey, after. Dan, you guys posted back in March you were – going on kind of a social media, we'll call it a detox, like you're going to step away for a little bit. Uh, why did you guys do that? And I, you know, it's, it's probably a longer conversation and I'll come over the house. We can talk about it, but it's, uh, you know, social media is, it's a necessary evil in our business. It's, you know, I'm not going to say it hasn't helped our career. It's been a great way for us to connect with fans and a great way for a lot of people to, to discover our music that may not have otherwise discovered it. I think, uh, you know, in 2021, when we were doing our first arena headlining tour, I kind of got to a dark place, you know, got a little carried away. Uh, and my focus was, you know, not maybe not where it should have been, you know, on music and creating music and enjoying the ride, enjoying where we were, enjoying that moment. And I think I was too heavy on the social media element. It was like, cool, we sold out Madison Square Garden. Okay, I need to make an Instagram video to let everybody know we sold it out. I mean, it's, it's part of the thing. But I think I got to a really, really bad place there. And I was like, you know, on the on the brink of like, do I want to do this anymore? Do I want to make music? And, you know, I, I brought myself back, you know, to the basics and said like, the reason that I'm happy, the reason that, you know, I've been able to do this for so long is because I love making music. I love being in the room with my best friend, you know, sitting there talking, talking about life and, and writing songs. And we got back to that, you know, on this new project that we've been working on. But I think stepping away from social media, you know, especially like at the tail end of an album cycle, allowing ourselves to really focus on the music. This is the first time in almost 10 years that we weren't on the road, you know, a majority of the year we've been off the road. So it was like, you know what, I'm going to step away, focus on the thing that truly makes me happy. And, you know, we'll dabble back into social media whenever we start rolling out the new music. But I think if we fill our cup so high with the things that we love, which is writing, creating, recording, making music, going out and playing shows, then I think the social media, the stuff that we have to do on social media won't be as daunting. But I think I got to a place where it fully consumed my life and uh, I became a person that that I didn't want to be. So I, I stepped away from it for a second. I think I've, you know, gotten a healthy relationship with social media. It's it's a crazy thing, man. It'll it'll take you to wild places. You're talking about working on a new record or new music now. When people say they're in the studio all the time, what I mean, I get it. You're like in a room, but what do you do all day? Help help me, help our listeners. What does that mean you're in a studio all day? I can tell you what Dan does all day. He just, he works. I, the man will go back and work on a vocal. Uh, that might not even be an album vocal. He'll spend six hours on it. He's dedicated. Uh, but man, this last, you know, making this album that, uh, that we've got coming has been the most fun uh just kind of season, I guess, of, of our lives. I can say that I feel like for both of us, because, you know, in that social media part of it and kind of being a little more detached from that and being a little in touch with reality with our family and just kind of living life in a healthy place. I think it's been the funnest I've ever had making music. I mean, Dan and I have never really had the time besides our very first album to make an actual record and make a cohesive project of stuff that we're going through that we've experienced. And uh, we actually got to do that on this project. You know, you usually have three or four months to put together an album. And I don't want to say throw it together. Obviously, you still try to take your time. And we've always done that to the best that we could. But this is the very first time we've kind of sat down from start to finish and been like, all right, let's just get in there and have some fun and write what we want to write. And it's just 
it changed everything for us and our relationship, the communication that we've had and really letting each other know where we're at in our lives and moving forward has just been, we'll go to the studio and our work for that day might be hanging out and talking about, you know, going and playing and Bobby's idol hour for, you know, four people <laughs> just like thinking about the things, you know, where we came from. And I think that makes you appreciate where you're going and motivates you more of like, all right, let's really dig in and let's, our fans deserve our best. They deserve us at our best. And it's been just so much fun to motivate each other. And we've been working on our personal lives. I'm trying to get in shape so I don't have to stand next to Dan and feel ridiculous. Uh, so I, I've, it's just been a really fun journey of like, all right, I feel like we're actually working towards something and going to have a project that our fans can be proud of. And even if somebody hates it, we can with our entire heart say, this is Dan and Shay and this is who we are. And I'm so damn proud of it. And put it out into the world knowing that that was the success was getting it out there. No matter what it does commercially, you know, hopefully I think we got some big old hits on there, but it's just, it's more than that. I feel like it's kind of this, it's a new era of what Dan and Shay has become. And just those studio moments have really just been us being together and, and living life and writing songs and recording them and just making that an entire process and season and integrating it with our lives rather than, all right, everybody panic. We have two months to make this album. So it's been really fun, man. I've, I've never had more fun making music in my whole life than, than we are right now. Yeah. But what do you do all day? That's my question. Like, no, 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 not much. No, not a lot. Dude. But like, I mean, are you singing it? Over, are you singing it 500 times? Are you playing a guitar part over and like the granular in a studio all day when you're making a record because we don't get to be in there. What happens for 14 hours? Are you playing piano parts? Are you going, let's try it different? Like, tell me about what is happening. Yeah, man. I mean, I probably spend a lot of unnecessary time on things that won't make a single difference in, in a single radio spin or stream or sale or anything. Uh, maybe I, I do it, you know, to serve myself or to make myself happy. But there are a lot of things, you know, for example, we have the luxury of, you know, having the most talented, you know, it, the most talented musicians in the entire world, you know, at our fingertips on Music Row, the greatest musicians. And you go to, go into a studio, a place like Ocean Way, you know, and you track this band and the band, you know, comes in, they hear your demo or in, in some cases on this album, we wrote the songs on an acoustic guitar, didn't even have a demo. We would sing the song in the room for the session musicians. And then we charted out, you know, four, one, six, five, you know, the notes, the sequence of the chords, figure out the key. They would go in there and play it. And these guys are so prolific. The first take, the first pass is usually the most usable, most incredible, most brilliant sounding thing you've ever heard in your life. And then you go, okay, cool. Can we get a few more options, a few more takes? And it's easy when you're sitting there drinking your coffee at 1030 AM at Ocean Way. And you're like, yeah, just keep giving me takes. But all those takes, all those options are so good. They're all so usable. So when I go home, I take the session, I clean it up, organize it, color code everything, you know, do my OCD stuff. And then you go through and for some people it's like, okay, cool. The band was incredible on the first take, not going to touch it. That's one way of doing it. And it's totally all right. I, I dig that. I love the way that sounds. But for me, I'm like, I don't want to leave any magic. I don't want to leave any stone unturned. So I'll go through every single instrument, every drum pass, every drum fill, every bass guitar lick just in case there's magic on a take that we're not listening to. You know, there may be something that happens in the third chorus, some inversion on the bass that happens that takes the song to a whole new level, at least in my head it does, or in my heart. 
so I, I just want to go through all those parts, make sure we don't miss anything. And then when you pick something like that, say you pick a good bass lick in that third chorus, that may change how you approach, you know, sifting through the piano or the drums or the guitars. And it's just a, a never ending process. But um, man, I'm, I'm so proud of this stuff we're making and Shay's vocals. That, that's when you record a singer like me, you're going to find one good take, one usable take in all the passes. With Shay, if he sings 10 takes for me, they're all going to be absolutely incredible. I could use any one of them. So that makes it even harder to go through his vocals and say, well, okay, cool. They're all perfect. Which one is the, has the most emotion or the most feeling? And yeah, it's syllable by syllable by syllable. And, That's uh, what I wanted to know right there. Because wow. that is a yeah. grueling process of him having to go through it. You know, both those guys having to go through so much. Uh, how many hard drives of unreleased Dan and Shay music exist? Two right here. Oh. We've got one plugged in back here. There's there's a lot. Just there's lots lot. of songs from over the years you've never released. Which, obviously, the new stuff. But I mean, do you have so many cut songs that you're just like, well, we're not going to put this on a record, but we'll just save it just for posterity or to see if we die, our family can put it out and keep making money. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah cool. There's yeah. sometimes <laughs> there's sometimes we'll go back on a song that we started recording a few years ago that. You know, a great song always finds a way, and a great song will never go out of style. So if there's something that, you know, we started recording or working on a few years ago, it may not have made sense for that last project based on, you know, sonically how the rest of that project shaped up. But as time evolves, you know, it may make sense where you are in your current moment in life. So you never never close the door on any chapter. We always leave them, leave them rocking. But, yeah, if, if I died unexpectedly, I'm a little nervous. I need to, like, figure out a plan of which songs, because man, there are some songs that we definitely don't want released. You know, there's like <laughs> some artists who unfortunately pass away. You know, I, I know that their estates will go and post a new one on Spotify every week. And I'm like, man, I, I don't know about that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> there are some that didn't come out for a reason, and we should keep it that way. So we need a system of checks and balances if that ever happens. That Prince Polka album was weird, right? You know, I bet he wished that never would have come out. Uh, one final question in this segment. But we had Jesse Joe Dillon um, over over at the house. We were talking to her. She was one of the writers of Ten Thousand Hours, and she tells a story about being in New York and you letting her hear the Bieber uh, uh, hit a vocal on that song for the first time. She said you put headphones on her. Now, was that one of those situations where you had to keep it on lockdown because nobody could know, so you kept it on your device only and you put headphones on people that would hear it, Dan? Yeah, it was these specific headphones. I'm such a nerd with the audio stuff. I listen to all your podcast episodes. I listen to the uh, Bobby Bones show ones too. Some good content on there. Um, but the Jesse Joe one, it was funny. It started out like the clip from that on social media was like, yeah, Dan, we were in New York City and uh, he invited me back to his hotel room. I was like, explain more. Tell, say more. You, can't. you know, if somebody stops watching the clip right there, you know, might be a little misleading. Now, Jesse Joe's one of our favorite people on the planet she is just she's just a wonderful soul she's incredible so talented and that was a great episode by the way but yeah she was in new york uh with her publishers mike molinar and alex Heddle, good buddies of ours um and we had gotten that back we were working on the mix which when we got bieber's vocal it was like our minds were blown we were freaking out because it's like you never expect that biggest pop star on the planet you know and he loves the song sends vocal back and it was like the vocal came back sounding pristine and amazing like really really good so we got that and i that was a special moment when she told that story i texted her i was like man i got goosebumps here and you tell that story that's that's a memory you know it's moments like that that song went on to accomplish a lot of great things for us but those are the highest highs those moments you know getting to share that with someone you care about 
writing a song, coming up with a great hook, you know, getting a demo back. Those are the things that, that are really rewarding. You know, obviously the number ones are great. We want to keep those things coming, but that kind of moment we were in New York and she came over to the room and I, I don't think we told her who was on the song. We we're like, just check out the mix. And we played it and that second verse rolled around and she was like, is that Justin Bieber? I think I have a video of it on my phone somewhere. It was, it was a special night, man. And you don't send that around, right? Even to people you trust in case it could get leaked. No, I, I think we had that on, I had it, I think maybe three people had it, like maybe Dan and I, and maybe our, maybe our wives. Uh, and that was, a especially in the beginning. And I just remember how crazy that feeling was. Like we've had a lot of pinch me moments in our lives. And I just remember driving around being like, looking at random people and be like, you got no idea. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to tell, you know what I mean? Just like seeing some lady, you know, rolling down your window and be like, excuse me, ma'am, you mind if I play this song? It's with Justin Bieber, but I heard of him. And uh, it was just a crazy feeling of just knowing what's coming. And I remember I actually, I, this is probably horrible to even say out loud, but I think I cried the first time I heard it with my wife. We were sitting down in our old house and we just, Dan had just sent it to me and he's like, I think it was the only like preface was like, dude. And I was like, I remember sitting down and listening to that on the couch, like not over big speakers, just like on my phone and just listening with my wife and being in shock and probably tearing up a lot just because we knew that that was going to be a life changing moment, you know, and there's just, those only come around, uh, I mean, maybe once in your lifetime of something like that. So it was pretty, pretty special being able to drive around and feeling like you have this pretty cool secret that nobody else in the world does. The Friday Morning Conversation with Dan and Shay. Okay, look, Dan and Shay are here. They've been hanging out with us for a long time, almost an hour. Uh, the song You, crushing it, stream it right now. Uh, it's a, a climbing its top five, probably going to be number one. Uh, we're celebrating that. But I do have uncomfortable questions that our listeners sent for you guys. And so we'll just go one at a time. Shay, I'll go to you first. What do Dan and Shay argue about the most and don't give a cliche answer? If we did fight about something, maybe uh, where we're going to eat is like the most uh, difficult. That's my wife and I too. Same thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds stupid, but yeah. It's, yeah, maybe where to eat. Yeah. She's like, where do you want to go? And I say, she's like, well, I don't want to I don't want to go there. And I'm like, well, you asked where I wanted to go. <laughs> like, that's like, yeah, that's okay. Next up, Dan. Uh, let's see. Do Dan and Shay say the same thing every city, no matter where they are in? Like, this is my favorite city, blank. Yeah, you've definitely got a little bit of a script, to be honest. I mean, you go out there, and there's definitely like, I have this setup speech before tequila, I like, you know, bring the level down real quiet. And it's the whole thing. We need the crowd to sing this song louder than it's ever been sung before in the history of the song. You know, you give them a little bit of the, uh, the WWE moment. But there are definitely a lot of moments that are off the cuff. You know, we, we always make sure to do an acoustic a little breakdown bit in our show that is completely unscripted. And sometimes it goes off the rails. Uh, so maybe we should stick to the script because our sound guys out there are like, guys, we, we got to cut this short. You've been doing the acoustic bit for an hour now. Three questions left and uncomfortable questions. Shay, you brought up the fact that you'd lost a bunch of weight. What did Shay do with his old clothes that don't fit anymore? Uh, they're currently sitting in my garage. I had to I, this is legitimately, I have four shirts that fit me now. Uh, and so I had to go to Dillard's and I think I went to Dillard's. I don't know where you get pants. I have like three <laughs> pairs of pants and four shirts. That's like the only clothes like this shirt. This is one of four yeah, good. and it's the same brand. Yeah. But they're all in my garage. If anyone wants, I have 180 black shirts, black t-shirts, large, if you'd like them. 
Two questions left to Dan. Has Dan ever pretended to be working on a song to get out of doing something around the house for his wife? Oh, for sure. Nice. For sure. <laughs> it, it honestly, not as much like to get out of doing something around the, around the house. I'm pretty good at the chores, but definitely to get out of social situations. Like, you know, Abby's so social, you know. And she'll go to like these events and stuff and she'll always use the excuse like it's like 9 p.m. and he's head starts or a concert or some dinner with friends. It's like, oh, Dan has a mix revision. It's like who expects him to be doing a mix revision <laughs> streaming session at 9 p.m. on a Saturday night? What is the who is the most famous person to turn down a Dan and Shay collab? I did try to like pretty hard try to get Adele on a song. I don't, it, it was no specific song, but like, hey, we should get Adele on, on a song. And everyone was like, yeah, no, that'd be. That'd be cool. <laughs> and the she, fact she, we don't have a song with Adele. So. If they answered uncomfortable question five, we applaud them. We let them yeah. go. Nice job. Rarely do people answer the fifth uncomfortable question. Okay, Dan and Shay, we'll be waiting for your new music whenever that is. I'm sure it, I'm not even going to ask anything about it. It's it's under lock and key. I've been told I, if I do ask about it, I'll be met outside this building by an unhappy person. So <laughs> I'm outside move. right now. Yes, we're going to move. Gonna, I'm going to send you a link, Bobby. And I'll share it with the whole world. You go okay. to my Twitter and I'll share the link with everyone. Can you I mean, that's kind it? of a thing now, right? TikTok, you leak it. You already have a release date. Yo, should I drop this? Check it out, you know? You point, yeah. My dad with my you point demo, out, my label's so mad I'm leaking this. And it's like, <laughs> yo, okay. Nobody believes that anymore. <laughs> All right, Dan and Jay, love you guys. Uh, congratulations. We'll talk to you soon. Love you, man. Bye, Thank you for the time. Bye, guys. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. This is the segment where we all bring something just super interesting we found during the week. It's just find my like Monday or Tuesday, and I'm pretty. It's almost like an artist when they're making an album, and then at the very end they find another one that's more, and they change it real quick. Oh, and yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. this was the one. <laughs> so it's it's Fun Fact Friday, and I'll do the one that I had held that I'm not going to do in the segment segment. So Amy, there's a basketball player named Manute Bowl. 
He was seven foot seven. Think about that. Mm, yeah, very tall. He's the only player in NBA history with more block shots than points. Oh, I mean, now you would think. That's a lot because points like two but points. Po- a yeah, shot. and then also if you're seven seven, you're closer <laughs> to the rim as well, and you just drop. Oh, it in. okay, I guess, but maybe he didn't have that. Was he coordinated, or could he just block? <laughs> he was coordinated. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> basketball player. It, it fell. It fell on. It, it wasn't that good for Amy. She didn't like that. Okay. It wasn't that fun for her. But I have another one, and let's go. Fun fact Friday. All right, around the room. Fun fact Friday. Lunchbox, be fun. Oh, birds. You wonder why they poop on your car? Why where they poop? They poop. They poop. Huh? Did you know they only poop when they're scared? So you're literally what? scaring the crap out of them. What? Like birds only poop when they're Even scared. When they're flying way over and there's nobody else. Yep, they, something freaks them out. They get scared. Maybe they're too high. They're going too fast. How do they know this? That is what it's. They literally only poop when they're scared. I would assume that they have monitored birds and probably put some sort of sensor on them. And when it hits a certain level, that's the yes. Okay. Maybe they poop when they're scared, but they also poop when they're not scared. Full. So, but it says you literally scared the crap out of them. What yeah, if yeah, one's yeah. not very scared? Is right. it like constipated? <laughs> Great question yeah, for so, a bird expert. Okay. That's not him. He just has like two lines. Eddie. New Mexico State, you know, the, the Aggies, their first graduating class was in 1893, and they only had one student in that class, but he was shot and killed before graduation. What? Wow, so there was isn't no that, graduation. Isn't that crazy? So, or do yeah. they do it and still recognize him like they do when someone dies in a graduating class? I don't know, but the story is all over campus. They, I mean, everyone knows this guy. His name is Sam Steele, the guy that died before he graduated. Not that fun, what? but interesting. This is, this is not fun. Morgan. So, Tom and Jerry, you guys know that cartoon? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows Tom and Jerry? Yeah. Do you not know Tom and Jerry? No, I do. I was just making sure everybody okay. else did. They're actually best friends, but Tom has to pretend to hate Jerry in order to protect Jerry so Tom's owner doesn't replace Tom with a cat that actually wants to kill Jerry. That feels like a made-up wow. backstory from yeah. people on Reddit 50 years later. What are we talking about here? It's on the internet, so it must be true. So Tom is a cat who's trying to always kill Jerry, and I've seen some pretty close... There's no way. Because he, he almost gets Jerry a couple times. They're not best friends. A little too close for comfort. Right. He's always, but that mouse is always a little smarter than that cat. <laughs> okay, Amy, go. Julius Caesar was once kidnapped by pirates. He laughed when they demanded a ransom, saying they didn't know who they had captured and insisted they ask for more. <laughs> I got worth more than this. Yes. Wow, that's Please funny. And finally, if you're driving 60 miles per hour and you sneeze... Your eyes are closed for at least 50 feet. Yeah. Yeah. And if wow. something happens in that 50 feet. Wow. Have you ever tried to sneeze without closing your eyes? You can't. I think you die, right? You die? Your eyes pop yeah. out of your I head. Think, I think it's like if you die in your sleep I'm, or you sneeze with your eyes open or what? Or you pee no, and poop at the same time or whatever it is. I've done that before. Burp and fart, whatever the two, and you die. Stop. <laughs> Stop. I don't even know what that one is, but that's one D. But ah, you die. You're done. Okay, this segment has gone to a place. Eddie's just so sad. You're still thinking about it? Yes. I have some not so fun, interesting facts. Like America has more guns than people, just straight up. There are an estimated 1.2 civilian firearms per person. No other country comes to that level of firepower. Saudi Arabia and Yemen are second and third, but they both have less than that. Roughly one gun for every two people. Wow. Hmm. Like I said, not so fun, but, yeah, it's not but, fun. but interesting. Fun fact Friday. Oh, what happened? Well, I ruined one of those, you know, generosity chains. At least that's what the barista called it at Starbucks. 
So I'm pulling through. You ruined it. Like you, I, I didn't ruin you it. You stopped it. No. I, no. Amy, Here's you the killed thing. it. I indirectly stopped it. I didn't participate in the stopping, but my order was so big that when she asked the guy in front of me if he wanted to continue the chain by paying for my order, because, you know, they already have the orders and they're like, would you like to pay? And he was like, oh, uh, ooh, I'm good. And the problem was I was getting... Three. You buying in bulk or what? God damn. <laughs> well, I was getting three gift cards. There's some people at the station that helped me with some stuff recently. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to get them a Starbucks gift card. And so I was purchasing those. And so my bill was over $75 and he didn't want to pay it. No, I get that. <laughs> so then she said, would you like, it was eight people deep at that point. And then my situation broke it. And she said, I, you know, would you, I think I said, actually, would you like for me to keep it going? Maybe I could get the person behind me. And she goes, honestly, this kind of did me a favor. These things are really hard to navigate (laughs) (laughs) because they always have to be asking the next person. And I'm sure that it's fun for a while, but then at some point they're kind of like, okay, call it a day on this. I'm not annoyed by them because I understand the reason they happen. It's people wanting to do something nice for everybody else. Yeah. What should just happen is if you're the car and you want to pay for the other person, that's the move and that's it. You close it. Somebody just gets lucky. Otherwise, you're just paying and getting. And who knows? You may make a couple bucks, lose a couple bucks. It should not be a line. It should just be a statement. I like to make this statement. That person up there I'm paying for. And my other request is do not pass it back. Beg them not to. (laughs) Do not turn this into a line. It is my final demand. Mm -hmm. I think that... I think a lot more kindness and generosity and people benefiting from it would happen if you just did that. He said, I want to do one person and that's it and no more. And I don't want it to move. Because otherwise, again, you're just getting yours paid for and you're paying for somebody else by the end. You're just annoying the barista because she's got to deal with all the money and ask people. And you know she doesn't want to ask or he wants to. Right. So would you like to be a part of the kindness line? (laughs) (laughs) Usually it's not asked though. You're like, oh, they paid for you in front. And you're like, oh, well, that's cool. I guess I'll pay for the one behind me. Really? Yeah, they don't ask really. Like, they just say, hey, your coffee's covered by the person in front of you. I'm going to be honest with you. Not a big coffee drinker, but I will go by Starbucks sometimes. And if that line comes to me, I don't keep it moving. I just accept that someone bought me something and move on. So you break it, too? Yeah. You and Amy break it? I she, did not she break did it. it. No, no, no. I, indirectly, you broke but it. But I exactly. do it in a way of, wow, somebody just bought me a coffee. And I don't want to have to bother right. everybody else with this. Okay. Well, that was the first time I ever thought how it might be annoying for the barista. And I'm glad she was honest with me. <laughs> I always feel so annoyed for them. Because <laughs> they're having to do two things. What they normally do, plus I got to keep up with the person. And then you yeah. got to awkwardly ask. I always hate it when I wait at tables because like soon after they get their food and start eating because they've been waiting 15, 20 minutes. They, you do the drinks. Do they want appetizers? Some do, some don't. You get their meal. They start eating. I hated the first walk back. Because it's got to be pretty soon. You go, hey, sorry to bother you guys. Excuse me. How's everything going? Is it okay? Yeah. It's almost always going okay. Every once in a while, it's like, oh, can I get this? But usually if they needed that, they would just say, excuse me, can I get this? I hated doing that. Now, I understand the purpose of it. I go and I check on people. But they didn't want me there. How many times do you want somebody coming up to you as soon as you start eating and be like, hey, excuse me. Hey, is everything good with you with your steak and potatoes? I hated doing it because I don't like to bother people. So, yeah, I'll, I'll cut a Starbucks line. <laughs> All right. I'll cut it quick as a gift to the barista. Yeah. I feel like I'm doing something good. Yeah, and you might be uh, passing it back to others and helping them not have to awkwardly be like... Yeah, it's all awkward for everybody. No, I don't want to do it. Kindness line, dang. I'm not that kind, so I'm going to pass. I'm going (laughs) to save everybody else from doing that there. 
75 bucks, huh? Money bags, dang. No, right. gift cards hey. to ha- show gratitude to people. Why do you got three in your wallet right that now? That helped me. Yeah, who's getting the gift cards? Did you get exactly. the gift cards? Exactly. I, no, no, I didn't no. get a gift card. They work for the local station. Oh, um, yeah, so they do. <laughs> okay. Hey, they go to another school, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, okay. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Anderson County, South Carolina. Two people were driving in a car, doing a little bit of speeding when they get pulled over. It's a man and a woman. Officer comes up and sees she's pregnant. Says, oh, when's your due date? And the guy says, October. She says, December. And he's like, huh, that's weird. Let me- Why'd they both answer? <laughs> It's a good question. Because he's thinking, oh, he's talking to me because I'm the driver, you know what I mean? And yeah, but then why'd she jump in? They're lying, I'm assuming, right? There's some kind of lie here? Yeah, it turns out it was a fake belly. Yeah. And they were hiding the uh, drugs in the belly. Yeah. Oh, why wow, would they wow, both wow. answer? <laughs> Even if the cop's walking up, you go, let me handle it. Whomever, whichever one. Yeah. Probably the driver, regardless. Okay, I'll answer the questions. Okay, uh, what month? October, December. God. <laughs> Clint. <laughs> That, what, what, what? Uh, so then, how do they find out? Uh, they got. They realized. Oh no, the cop doesn't believe it. So she took off running. And with that's, the belly on. With the belly on, and that's when the drugs fell out of the belly. God, you got to get your story straight. You're doing December. <laughs> you're having a girl. Her name is going to be Lila. Yes, wow. all of that. <laughs> that's good. And yeah. and your water just broke. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. See, do what you got to do. Okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. <laughs> Eddie, are you doing no parenting Sunday this Sunday? Yeah. Are you sure? I mean, I'm going to try to do this for the rest of my life. So th- I'm just, we're getting closer to the weekend, but you're doing it this Sunday. Yeah. Why? What's up? You want to come over? I don't, but Amy said you invited her son over on Sunday. Well, well that was a blanket invitation. No, just, Amy, what did you hear? So Eddie saw my son last weekend in Austin at the country festival, and they were hanging out and talking and whatnot, and he's like... Stevenson, you gotta come over and play with my boys. Like, your school's by my house. It'd be so easy. Come over anytime. Well, then, Eddie and I were talking about how Sunday we're gonna be at the same church. And then Eddie was like, oh, perfect. Stevenson, just come home with us. And then it clicked in my mind. I was like, oh, wait. Sunday's it's no, no parenting, parenting Sunday. Sunday. Hey, if they so, want to go to the bar, they can go to the bar. You know what I mean? Which, so you're just a house that he can... I'm just a, a place to hang out. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Which I'm sure Stevenson would be fine and that it would all be okay, but then I just don't need Stevenson coming home to my house and then saying... It was awesome. Where, where's our no parenting <laughs> Sunday or Monday or whatever yeah, day? I don't know that I invite kids over on no parenting days. Dude, I, didn't, I didn't even think about it. It's so part of my life that I was just like, Sunday sounds good. Yeah. You know why Sunday sounds good to you? Why? Because I get to Because you don't have to do anything. <laughs> right. No parenting Sunday. Are you going to let him go over there? Well, I don't want TBD. We'll see. Do you, does see Steve, does Steve know his kids? Uh, No. He met him in the Jeep the other day. Like, yeah, at we the, had baseball the baseball park. But they'll be fine. They're kids. They'll, I mean, they're going to like throw the ball, hang out. Dude, they'll, my, be, they'll be fine. They're kids. All my kids do yeah. is just play something, like play sports. Mm. Basketball, football, yeah. fine. Kickball. He can, he can do that. Then why not do more no parenting days? That's what I'm saying, dude. That's pretty good. Might do the whole week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it. Thank you. Hope you have a great weekend. We will see you Monday. Goodbye, everybody. The Bobby Bones Show. Let's go. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, Mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them every day can make all the difference in the world. That's why everybody should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. 
Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 